Hey, you damn guys. Welcome to Book Club Ember Podcast. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Harvey Lovis. And I'm Danielle. Hey, you damn guys. Hey, hey guys. Back on the podcast again, yeah, another back. week. <laughs> yes. That's right. Um, this is our book club podcast. We're reading comics. We're talking to all our friends. And here's Danielle to tell you all about it. Uh, no. I'll never tell you all about it. I never will. <laughs> all right. I'll tell you all about it. We are going to read a thing and you're going to read the thing also. And then we're going to talk about what we read and you're going to listen to us talking about what we read. And then you're going to talk about what we talked about when we talked about what we read. And that's a book club, and that's Hey Damn Guys. And then we'll talk about what you talked about when you talked about us talking about what we read. And that's called uh, Listener Feedback. There you go. And that's that's what we're doing. So you send us a Hey Damn Guys, send us an email, or you put a little message on social media somewhere on one of those. They're all horrible. It doesn't matter which one. And uh, it'll be great. It'll be fun. That's a book club. Back to you, John. Ah, Oh, and friendship. It's also friendship. Did I mention that it was friendship? Friendship is it's all mostly about friendship. It's implied with yeah, it's the implied. with the it is with the back and forth of the yes of all the things. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Back to you for real. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and speaking. My pleasure, of, John. Yes, I know it is your pleasure. Yeah. And uh, most recently on our nerding out episode, it was Hayden and Wes's pleasure was, also to, it, it really to, was. to tell us all I about it. I make them it. do it when they're here. I yeah. make them do it. And so, because of that, I had a special shout out to Matt Strackbine. Matt Strackbine. Book club member. Yes. And the letter hack, uh, I'll link his social medias below. Mondays are back. Okay. That's when, that's when Matt does his live stream. All so, right. yeah, check that Excellent. out. Yes. But Matt did this awesome comic of basically, it's the podcaster of Prague. It's like the vampire of Prague, the it's Hellboy so story. Cute. Okay, so this is a couple layers of in jokes, right? Because it's the <laughs> it's, it's, amazing. It's, it's from yeah. our it's from our other podcast, like the Hellboy Book Club. Deep. So uh, on the Hellboy Book Club, we read all the Hellboy stories. You're probably familiar with that already. One of the stories is the vampire of Prague. So there's the vampire of Prague, and he pulls out his little deck of cards, and it has the book club member comics logo on it. He's making Jenks and Dean, Jenks and Dean from the Hellboy comic, Hayden or. And Wes Matthijs, our guest host on that episode, tell them all about it. And it just kind of captured a moment on the show where they were kind of like, we already told you about it. Anyway, it was yeah. really good. It was super cute. And we really appreciate it. When I saw it, I was like, oh, I can't believe it. It was really good. Thank you so much for that. It's really yeah. lovely. Oh, he really kind of captured the style of the comic and the podcast. Really <laughs> well. The the visual style is, I was really taken yeah. by. It was really awesome. And so, yeah, when John showed me that, I was over the moon about it. It's very cute. Well done. Thank and you thank so you much, Matt. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate yeah, thanks, it. Matt. Adorable. Yeah, Matt texted me, you're the podcaster of Prague. Oh, so man. Like, awesome. <laughs> That's true. That's great. That's great. And um, There's a podcaster in Prague right now like, oh, <laughs> fucking John. <laughs> they, That's damn. from Prague. But, that was excellent, though. Thank but, you for yeah, that. Very Matt, cute. I, I was really. It was a highlight um, of my day when I saw I've that. I've been like, I've been getting kicked so hard in the butt at work. And I saw that. And it kind of like. It gave me like a boost. Big and boost, it, exactly. It's like, it's like, you know, Matt knew that he needed to put this out there in the universe. You know what I mean? Like, anyway, it was just uh, such a delight to get that comic. So thank you so much, Matt. Um, check him out on the letter hack. I'll link his link tree and his YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe and check him out on Mondays live on social medias. Yeah. So you'll even see some book club members in there from time yeah, to time. Yeah, yeah. 
in response to that, Wes Matthijs said, uh, now we need to finish the demonic interviews and finally get our map to paper, Hayden. <laughs> and, and Hayden said, indeed, Mr. Matthijs. So there you go. IRL. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna post that so people can look. Yeah, it up? I've already shared it on okay. our social media. Oh, okay. Yeah, already, so okay. you can check it out. Uh, you can check it out if you follow us on any of the social medias. You can see it. Thank you so much, Matt. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. And now we're gonna go on to our listener feedback. Listener feedback. That's right. Get out, and floppies. Get out, hardback copies. Digital is fine. Read along time uh, we got a hey them guys from hayden or hayden or oh sorry <laughs> you, you go, you, go. Okay. Man, you owe each other several sodas at this point that's so many jinxes by now hayden or book club member that's right hayden or says great episode you damn guys movie talk Man, don't get me started talking about Blade Runner cuts, because then I'll start talking about Roy Batty and how amazing that character is. But anyways, the Burger final Hauer. cut. yes. <laughs> yes. But anyways, the final cut is the only one anyone needs to watch. I agree. Unless you want to hear Harrison Ford give the most half-hearted voiceover performance in history, <laughs> then by all means, check out the other cuts. Smelling salts are basically a kind of perfumes ammonia that can increase heart rate, oxygen levels in the blood, and make you feel like you have a sudden burst of energy. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. You got scattered to the winds, but we got it, We ended up on a tangent about smelling salts okay. because it came up in Baltimore okay. last week. Uh, yeah, I was scattered to the winds, so I, I missed that part. I saw them used a couple times at wrestling tournaments in high school. Wow. And I've Whoa. heard stories of football and hockey players using them during games to try and get an edge on the other team. Just do drugs. I don't... Jeez. Also, this is such a great part of the book. You don't see enough werebear stories in pop culture. And it's a disturbing one to boot. Also, I just realized that Haggis got Baltimore's leg all stanked up by hitting him with that Goosebumps vampire breath. Picture below, parentheses. Oh, yes. And he so linked, he, is there a picture with that? He linked this Goosebumps. Uh, I see. <clears throat> it was a Goosebumps cover where there was a vampire. Very good. Uh, I think it said like vampire breath or something. And it showed like. Anyway, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Uh, Hidnor goes on to say, also, also, Danielle should write a compendium of her adventures while not joining in on Corey episodes. <laughs> She's always going to the moon with a Dracula and a wolfed man or hanging out with talking snails <laughs> in the wind. I just feel like we're missing out on some Pratchett-esque style of adventures. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Very I, good. Very I good. do compliment myself that I have Pratchett-esque adventures. That would be great, though. Yeah, tell, tell us about uh, you got scattered to the winds last week. I'll tell and, you all about it. And then Wes said, uh, tell the snails he said hi or something I, like Yeah, I did. And uh, <laughs> they said hi back. Okay. But they said it in a language that I can't. It's not. A, I can't really vocalize. It, okay. So. We also heard from Christopher Egan. Christopher Egan. Book club member. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like I said, we got talking about smelling salts. He said, I have seen smelling salts get used on someone more than once. One time was in oh, a yeah. hospital. Some guy fainted after getting some bad news. The other time no. was when I was a lifeguard. And this, awesome. I want to say, teenage girl, it's been 20 years, went under and one of my coworkers dragged her out and she had passed out. We knew she didn't have water in her lungs. Her pulse was fine, but she wasn't waking up. The smelling salts worked. And in the meantime, we had called an ambulance so they could get further examination. Wow. It's wild to see someone come out of it by just getting a whiff of this little bottle. Fuck. I... <laughs> 
wonder what the science is behind that because it can't be the smell that's waking anyone up. That can't be why. Smelling salts are used to arouse consciousness because the release of ammonia gas that accompanies their use irritates the membranes of the nose and lungs and triggers an inhalation reflex. This reflex alters the pattern of breathing, resulting in improved respiratory flow rates and possible alertness. Wow. That's just the first thing that pops up on Google. I don't know if that's true or not. Let me look at Wikipedia here. Yeah, it looks like... That's interesting. Let's get some fucking smelling salts, dude. Because oh, most... <laughs> it says, because most modern solutions are mixed with water, they should properly be called aromatic spirits of ammonia. Okay. Interesting Modern spirits. solutions may also contain other products to perfume... Or act in conjunction with the ammonia, such as lavender oil or eucalyptus oil. Well, if anyone has an allergy to that, I mean, they're screwed. I was going to say, Kathy would die. (laughs) Yeah, that would be not good. Smelling salts are used on athletes, particularly boxers who have been dazed or knocked unconscious to restore consciousness and mental alertness. Well, I mean, that's anyone who passes out, but I guess they're getting punched in the head. Yeah, yeah. Smelling salts are banned in most boxing competitions, all right? What? They're used as stimulants in athletic competitions, such as powerlifting, strongman, and ice hockey to wake up. Competitors perform better. What's wow, so interesting? Someone estimated that seventy to eighty percent of NFL players are using smelling salts as stimulants. Just get drugs. Wow! I don't understand why. I'm gonna get some smelling salts and do the podcast. This is wild. I don't. <laughs> okay, no, here it is. I'm no, not gonna is. do that. I'm not gonna do that. I'm just playing around. It triggers the don't inhalation reflex. Fainting yeah. is caused by excessive parasympathetic and vagal activity that slows the heart and decreases perfusion of the brain the sympathetic irritant effect is exploited to counteract these vagal parasympathetic effects and thereby reverse the faint we learned something today Mm. i did at least interesting that's interesting i didn't know that well i've never seen them used um so it's interesting to hear people describe their yeah like experiences with um, that although very upsetting in both cases so in the story a guy is trying to stay awake Right. He's trying to not fall asleep, and so he's using he the smelling them. salts to keep okay. himself awake. Huh. And we were wondering, like, what that does, you know? Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. We were also talking about Wolf, the Jack Nicholson movie. That is one of the werewolf movies, Wolfman movies that I did not get to you see. Didn't watch, okay. um, I didn't get to watch I've that one. I've never even heard of that. Um, he, uh, you Christopher, said Jack Nicholson? Yes. Mm-hmm. Christopher said, uh, Wolf with Jack Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer is a pretty nutso movie. Oh, wow. It's more of a Wolfman movie than a werewolf movie. Nicholson goes through a minor transformation, but even on the other days before the full moon, he takes on some dog-like characteristics. Peeing on things to mark his territory, what? being horny all the time, letting his anger take over. You know, guy stuff. I guess. <laughs> so he's a dog man. It's a fun, cheesy watch, but it's one of those movies that never really hits what he's trying to achieve. I still want to check it out. Mm. Michelle Pfeiffer and Jack Nicholson. I don't know. Maybe I should put a, my list out there of all the werewolf movies that I did sure, watch. Make a little, and then everybody tell list. me the ones that I need to watch. Okay. <laughs> okay. Or that I, or it's in the show notes. On the internet. Yeah. There you go. The list of all the werewolf movies that I've watched this last Halloween are in the show <laughs> notes. And tell me which ones I missed and which ones I should watch, including Wolf with Jack Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer. All right. Thank you so much, Christopher. Um, I can always count on him for some good movie trivia yeah. knowledge, especially when it comes to horror movies. So thank you so much. We also heard from Matt Strackbine. Matt Strackbine. The letter hack, book club member. That's true. That's right. He said, hey, you damn guys. Uh, the comic and movie from hell keeps coming up. So I just went back and reread it and rewatched it. Uh, <laughs> if you were to, if I were to describe the comic to someone who had seen the movie but had not read it, which is most likely the case, I'd do it like this. 
From Hell is the comic book is a highly researched graphic and sometimes X-rated sort of real-world Dan Brown-style story about Jack the Ripper, whereas the movie version uses selective storylines of the Hollywood whodunit mysteries the comic book leaves absolutely nothing to question. The comic is, in fact, one giant reveal from cover to cover instead of offering clues little by little along the way. Oh. Part of me would rather a clever whodunit mystery, so I like the movie well enough. But I also have to admit that I've never read anything like the comic, even if at times it feels like reading a year's worth of research notes or the story is overly matter of fact. It is a creative work of art and a real page turner. The movie stands on its own and probably should, but it's a trip to know what happens while watching the movie from having read the mystery-less book. Ah, okay, okay. I really need to get on reading that. I mean, I bought it. Why don't I have read it yet? <laughs> I thought you had read it. I thought you had read it. I like how we're talking about this. So Matt just goes and rewatches the movie and rereads the entire thing. I need to do Man, that. A, I need to see this movie. Too. Comic. Did Did you watch it? Oh, you, this you will come. Too. This will come as no surprise to anyone but i have just no interest in reading that or watching that okay or yeah any of that so yeah y'all have at it and that's great more power to you i'm not gonna thank you so much man great hearing from you thank you for doing that research yes, on from hell thank you for that I yeah thanks man to, i definitely have to check out one of those formats at least for sure i don't know i mean maybe you should watch the movie then read the comic or read the comic then watch the movie but i feel like if you read the comic then watch the movie you're not gonna like the movie at all <laughs> Mm. i see okay okay thanks so much matt for the listener Mm. feedback all right and now um our new segment here yeah what do you see what do you say it was on the little so i found the comic we found it yeah i found the little comic from that thug shots i'll post on our social media it was a in bprd the black flame comic book single issue in that comic there was a full page ad it was drawn by guy davis and mignola and it was an ad for these shot glasses and a set of four and and the bprd guys they all have little catchphrases and abe is going what do you hear what do you say right um but you like to say I like what do you you see what do you say and i don't know when it got turned into that yeah but i think it's i think it's more (laughs) anyway and so now that it could be either whatever if you're hearing stuff instead of seeing it that's fine too on that nerding out episode you kind of use that term to talk about things that we're watching things that we're looking at or whatever so um we've been talking about james cameron a lot and so we and i know aubrey wanted to say something about james cameron but we watched true lies we watched it last oh my god i wish i hadn't i hate that movie it's an awful movie it's bad and i don't like it I was, that's my opinion of i was ex- i don't know what that's i was one of the worst movies <laughs> i've ever seen I don't it's know awful. what I was expecting of that movie, but there's not a was... single redeeming quality oh to this movie. <laughs> I liked Arnold. No in that... part of it was enjoyable, Ar- but like this, <laughs> not a single part of it was enjoyable. Also, Tom Arnold is in it. Oh yeah. So there, uh, just another reason to hate this movie. <laughs> I hate this movie. Well, so you had described it to me as, oh, it's like kind of an action movie with some comedic elements to it i was like that could be great that yeah, sounds yeah. great okay <laughs> but i had never seen it no, either never seen it. i never watched it either so. but it also seems like you didn't really know what it was about either because i said okay well what is it about though You're yeah like, i don't know yeah i was like so, i don't know i guess he's a spy or something right. right or whatever and i mean that's that is what it was but i guess in like we're talking about james cameron movies and so i'm thinking about it in terms of that yeah and like for the most part Tia Carrera though was great i did Tia like her yeah in, she's like, great she's good but it was not oh, so bad. what it, it was not what i was expecting it from doesn't it doesn't hit the right 
tone at any point. It, was, it doesn't know what it wants to be. It, and it's it was just, just like... Uh, I feel like people who would like those... <laughs> There's ah, a lot of misogynistic what? elements oh, to so it, bad. just in the depiction of women and... James Cameron was going through Jamie Lee it when Curtis he made this movie. So, I I, I, he was going through he was, something. He was going through something. He was I going guess. through it. Maybe a one, I don't know a divorce or something. There were I don't know. There were fun elements of it. Initially, we were having fun with it. I think. Well, so um, <laughs> eh, I don't know if I ever... it just started to it, it just started it to dip. very quickly. It dis- <laughs> just disintegrated. So. I guess it starts up. It's so I thought maybe it oh maybe it gets better. Maybe it's like a, off to kind of a rough start. I thought, and it'll get better. It never did. It got worse. Oh, but I loved uh, man. So Jamie when, Lee Curtis is giving it her all, but when uh, I when when he's failed to watch most of when, it, when, okay. my eyes were never usually so, on the screen for very long. When she's doing the whole dance and all oh, that, oh man, and he's disguising himself, he like he just has was his. Was he like, disguising himself? Because it seemed like <laughs> he just had his hand like half over, like he didn't even have his hand on his face part that of his much. Face. <laughs> he took his hand away several times. It's like I don't know. I don't know. It all just, that was ridiculous. It was, and then well, Elijah Dushku, very young Elijah Dushku. I liked um, hanging off the side of a of a. <laughs> I liked jet. the guy getting. Missled at the end, he's hanging off, oh, the and he goes and man. he flies and he flies and he flies up the helicopter. Oh my god! Oh okay. man! So you're fired? Is that what he said? Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. Oh. Yes, that was great. The dancing, I could tell it was we were in for a rough time when there was a dancing scene. It was a scene where they so the two characters oh, were Carrera dancing. Tucker and Arnold. Were dancing and the shot was from like the shoulders up, <laughs> like the neck up. And I'm like, they when never people are dancing, <laughs> shouldn't you see them dancing like their feet, maybe even their arms? I don't know, but like none of that. <laughs> it was none of that. They didn't take dancing lessons. They didn't. It was just the neck up, and then a lot of really awkward, strained movements happening. <sighs> really, and so I was like, oh, it is it going to get better than this? And it doesn't, to be fair, Tia yeah. Carrera does a great job yeah. in this movie. And I think they're giving it, they're all like Jamie Lee Curtis is really giving it all she's got. Yeah. But a lot of the dialogue is, I hate oh, my wife. So bad. <laughs> a lot of it is just, most yeah. of the back and forth is like, I hate Tom Arnold so much with just a, with just a burning passion. And I wasn't, it's I couldn't really, it's really something else. Oh, uh, oh man, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton is in it. He was great. Well, he, he yeah, was good. I mean, he, he again is giving it his all, is giving it his he best. And he's great, and I love him. But just the <laughs> at no point were the characters <laughs> enjoyable at all. It was just a lot of it was very awkward. <sighs> I don't know. It was it, a lot of it, it, like a lot of talk about his underage daughter was very gross. And, oh yeah, that was weird. Oh, was like, oh, that was none of this weird. Is landing like the jokes don't really land. I don't for know. Me, it just didn't and, age well. I guess. No, well, yeah. I don't know. The, even the. The comedic bits that I'm like, I can tell this is supposed to be funny, right? But it's right. just not, and I don't know. A lot of it was yeah. like, and then so like then the actiony parts, I don't care about any of it. Like, what is the plot? Like, what's going on? I was confused well, at several points. Also, of like, is it a nuclear warhead because of what are they doing with it? And I don't know. I just it lost me so many times. And it was also, I guess, because of the upscale version of the movie that we're watching, like. It's obviously not Arnold. 
Oh well, like you're I don't watch, mind that. You're watching it, and it's obviously I don't mind that. not I actually him, think that's. You know? I think all the stunt stuff is is cool because it's a kind of leftover remnant of a bygone era right, of, okay. of stunting and and movie making in general. And I I actually think that's cool. Like you know you can. There are still movies where you can kind of point out they haven't been digitally altered or fixed or anything like that. Nobody went back and George Lucas did up. Right. You know, you can like, oh, that's not like in. Um, oh, OK. Yeah. I see like in you're... Face Off, there's yeah. a scene on a some boats where you can clearly tell that those are not yeah, yeah. the actors. But it's like these stunt actors are really doing it. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So you can actually tell like you. It's not green screen. Yeah, you can tell. Sure, it's two sure. guys on it's a boat. Two guys like, actually doing this. So I think like, really that's actually thing. very. I find that charming when yeah. I can point that out. I'm not like, oh, they did a bad job of this movie. That's just what movies were. Yeah. So I actually, that's that's something that's I don't really. I don't really. I don't really yeah, I don't really hold anything against movies for that. I think it's like it's kind of cool. You can yeah. see like what's going on the moving parts and everything. And also from that YouTube channel, I actually appreciate what stunt people do much more now corridor crew corridor crew yeah yeah i had never i was like oh there's a lot that goes into it that's amazing yeah in any case i hated that movie <laughs> i hated it so okay. much so i love that movie it's still one of my favorites i think it's probably arnold schwarzenegger's best movie uh a best arnold schwarzenegger film that doesn't include terminator because terminator is a james cameron film He's uh, but it's also like a too, it's also kind of a parody of like the james bond films and all that and so i mean I is love it, it, but no. I mean, that's basically what it is. They wanted to make it. They wanted to make their own version of James Bond. Wow. I don't think they succeeded. I don't know because I think <laughs> the James Bond films are like parodies of the James Bond films at this point. If I wanted to watch a parody of the James Bond films, I'd just watch. Well, see this, Bond but the movie film. came out in '94. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's yeah. 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 Uh, but that was probably like the last. What do like, you like about it that it's campy? Big, that it's like it's like a it's like a. Campy. I don't know. It's just like it's it's just like everything of an Arnold Schwarzenegger film from the eighties all rolled up into one. You know? Sure, I mean, I, you know, and, I, I, and I love those fucking cheesy eighties uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, movies. <laughs> I yeah. do too. I think that yeah. he is so. There are other movies where he's way more charming, though. I don't know what it was about this movie that I I thought he was I good. Couldn't in buy into what I, he was I liked. Um, we were we were laughing when he was speaking French. That was so bad. <laughs> but it was on purpose bad, which is funny. It was awesome. It was, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Bill oh, Paxton is so awesome. Bill Paxton like, is great in anything he does. I like him. Like when they ripped that blindfold off him, he goes, I didn't see your face. I didn't see. It's you. Do you still want the car? Oh, man. No, he's great. He is great. I don't know. I couldn't get into it. I think I just never settled into it and it just never hit me i think the way that as it was soon as tom arnold for, showed up which was, was like within the first couple yeah. minutes you were already kind of like i can't it. do this movie. well to be to be fair <laughs> he wasn't as tom arnold as he is nowadays when that's that true you know he yeah. hadn't fully yeah i mean i don't really i don't really that. like tom arnold in yeah. anything else but that's the end of that story well <laughs> I, yeah, sure what about freddie's dead mm. I I'm forgot he was in that's that. That's not a that's not a good movie. That is I, not a good movie. Sadie. What happened? What happened? Somebody else wants to be on the podcast. Yeah. Sadie wants attention. Sadie, what are you up to? No, but I I think there are movies where um Arnold Schwarzenegger is very funny and and great at the comedy that's that's been given to him and he's very charming and yeah. stuff. I just I don't know. There's something about this movie I was just I couldn't I was like, all right, I don't I'm a fan of kindergarten cop. Oh, I haven't I love seen that movie. that movie in ages. Yeah. It's been a oh, it's so good. That that's a good one. It's um, twenty years. Since oh I man! But like those 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 Schwarzenegger type films, those have like a time period. Like you really couldn't make sure. them today because 
Well, you couldn't doing... say that today. Well, you could. I think you can't well, I mean, make I mean, a I mean, you could movie. Make I just it think today, that it's... But you would be all like, this is just kind of boring and old. <laughs> no, I disagree. I think there are. I, I do enjoy campy, cheesy movies. I do. I'm not just a hater because of the genre at all. I think that they can be great. I just something about this one that didn't really I didn't really vibe with it. I don't know yeah. what it was. But also, I think you're coming at it from this like nostalgia thing which oh yeah it has a lot yeah, of value I, to me like i have a lot of stuff i'm very nostalgic about that uh, people are like really that movie sucks you know so i totally get it you know that's so that it's, happens. it's like i used to own it on like high dip high definition widescreen vhs really? back in the day yes what, I what did. was high definition vhs who the hell knows hardly a marketing like 480 <laughs> Every, everything on vhs is Amazing. 480 yeah uh, great. but you know, it's like digitally remastered mm. crystal oh, nice. clear screen. That's fun. I mean, if, yeah, I mean, it, it's whatever. Anyway, but speaking of James Cameron, I cannot believe avatar two got nominated <laughs> for best picture. Did it really? It really did. That did and top gun. My goodness. Do those, ah, Oh my goodness, Sadie. Did, what do you think about that? What are your opinions on that? I like the movie. I actually like both of those movies, but I wouldn't call either one of them best picture material. <laughs> I feel like I I don't necessarily care about the awards shows, I guess, because they've proven time and again that right, it doesn't right, even yeah. matter. It's all like a big popularity insider well, baseball oh, yeah. well, thing. I, I, I agree with you there. <laughs> so I don't really care. Yeah. We all know what's good and what's not. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, you know... Uh, it's kind of like, uh, I mean, Return of the King is great. Lord of the Rings is great. Yeah, like, I love those great. movies. And they definitely deserve awards. But it's like, when Return of the King won, a lot of people were like, well, they got to give him something after all these movies. Like, they got to give him one at least or something. And I kind of feel like that's kind of what they're doing with this. Like, they got to they got to at least nominate him or whatever. I, I don't, don't, I don't know if it'll, win I don't even know how any of that works. So yeah, that's fine. I whatever. Wait, James Cameron's already won the Oscar for Titanic. <laughs> it's whatever at this point for me, I'm not in that yeah. club. I'm not in that tax bracket. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, I just saw that list and I was just like, wow, that's a bold choice. <laughs> yeah, um, That's, that is a bold choice for sure. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't know how that's going to turn out, but we'll see. As for what I have been watching, I watched, um, that 90s show on netflix that oh, okay. 90s show is that good it's a it's a sequel to that 70s show oh it's got a uh, red and kitty back and it's the grandkids I, and it okay. literally feels like season nine of that huh. 70s show so if you like that 70s show i would recommend it if you didn't like that show i would not recommend it very yeah, good yeah i, might check I that do out. remember there's an actress on there that i like that's funny Okay. She's the mom. I Mila think. Kunis. Oh, Deborah Joe. I don't know her name, but she's funny. I got a what do you see, what do you say from like four weeks ago. We were talking about what have you seen lately? And I was like, oh, there was a thing that we watched, but I can't remember what it was. It was Banshees of Insurance. Oh, right. We were talking about that. I guess it did that. I'm sure that got nominated for some awards. I hope it did. I don't really keep up with that. Yeah, that is the movie. It's got. Um... Hopefully, you know, Brennan Gleason and Colin Farrell and the same director as in Bruges. Right. That's what I was trying Extremely to look for. Extremely blue movie with very upsetting themes and Martin comedy McDonough. Beats. Martin yeah. McDonough. Yeah. Right. Uh, excellent. Excellent fucking film. Yeah, no, that that is that was a great movie. I love both those movies. Yes, but they are you have to be in the right mindset to enjoy those. But I, I do enjoy those movies, but there there is some really like not cool language. Oh, and Bruges has some very Bruges. upsetting offensive language. Very yeah, upsetting yeah, yeah. offensive like 
things that happen between the characters is one guy that's absolutely intolerable but i think that's part of the message of the movie yeah, like, yeah. even this intolerable man yeah yeah deserves some sort of humanity i don't know what it, you know stuff like that but banshees of Inchirin, very different movie it is still upsetting it's there very is. upsetting there's some very upsetting moments in it it's yeah yeah but still good great movie good <laughs> it was good Excellent i enjoyed movie. it a lot i enjoyed it yeah very much great recommendation it's not even just a recommendation. It's just like, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to tell you I would about it, John. It. Oh, I saw it too. I was there. I know. Yeah. I had to tell you about it. Okay. Yeah. All right. And now we're going to go on to our book club episode for the week. And this week, I'm going to pass it over to Aubrey. That's right, guys, because we are talking about Scott Pilgrim again, particularly volume two, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. But we're not doing the whole thing. We're only going to do the first uh, half of the book because it's kind of long and I feel like it's a good split. So we just only did the first half. Nice. Yeah, I agree. Once again, Scott Pilgrim is a digest-sized graphic novel series by Canadian writer and artist Brian Lee O'Malley. It was published in August 2004 through July 2010 by Ani Press and later by Fourth Estate, a division of HarperCollins, a full-color hardback volume, which is the one I'm going to be reading today. Colored by Nathan Fairbairn, was released from August 2012 to April 2014. And, of course, there's always the film adaptation that was released in August 2010. Danielle here is looking at the black and white version that you lent us. Okay, cool, um, cool. So the, those, are, those were the original Digest versions, I guess. Yeah, actually, on this one, when I was reading this one, I was reading the color version, and I had the black and white above it, and I was just kind of flipping through it together. Nice. Dorky. <laughs> <laughs> so we open up on so Chapter 6, The New Kid. And I know like on the black and white version, you see it like Scott is standing there and he's like, what is this? And but you get all the credits over to the side, you know, but in the uh, color version, it's just just the opening screen. And it's Scott Pilgrim, 16 years old transfer student. So this is a uh, flashback to seven years ago when Scott, I guess, is a a new student at a school. Um, And he's faced off against three hoodlums. Uh, and he, which he fights and ultimately loses. <laughs> and then we see him at the uh, principal's office where Scott meets a girl named Lisa Miller who immediately befriends him. And um, Lisa starts talking to him like all the time. And he's all like, who are you? What's going on? Like she comes over to his house and he's all like, who let you in? Right. No, this is so funny because he's like trying to play his video games or whatever. I mean, she's obviously into him, but he does not seem to feel the same way which you know is fair you know you don't have to like everybody he's like i'll ask your brother where the glasses are what's his name lawrence who are you (laughs) (laughs) and then we see them at lunch um and they're still talking and he's all like english is next period huh he's like stop it go away and then has a little thought bubble that says hates being bothered when eating (laughs) (laughs) and it kind of goes along to where like all of a sudden like she confronts scott it's like do you hate me and then it jumps to scott having um dinner with his family and they're like Hey, who's Lisa Miller? And he's like, it's his girlfriend. And Scott's like, she's not my girlfriend. I like the little dog running That's around. Sadie. Yeah. That, shit, that looks ex- almost like Sadie. Really? Really? <laughs> wow. Little, there she is. Probably a little bit bigger. You know, and then like his family's all like, oh, Scott has a girlfriend. That's so cute. He cuts over to Scott uh, talking to Lisa at the um, in a parking lot. She brings up the fact that he had a guitar. And then it cuts over to Scott meeting um, a new kid in school, Kimberly. And we all know this is Kim from the drummer from Sex Bob-omb. Right. So yeah, they in, in the when you watch the movie, you get a sense that they or they say that they had a prior relationship. So yeah, I think it's like one line in the movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they meet in class, and then it cuts to uh, Scott and Lisa playing guitar together, and she's like wanting them to be in a band because being in a band means you're automatically cool, even if you can't play. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, <laughs> I definitely noticed the Veruca Salt Eight Arms to Love You yeah, awesome. poster in the background right there. And I was oh, trying to cool. figure out. I was trying to figure out who this other poster is. It seems very familiar. You Which know, what I mean, like the person singing into the microphone. I was like, "Who is that?" That's and that's got to be a, an actual poster. It's something. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like some of these images, I, I remember them. Right. You know what I mean? There's a, there's another scene later where I'm like, I know what those are, but I can't yeah. place them. Anyway, I was I was glad that I recognized that Veruca Salt album cover right there. That's a great album. I do like this conversation though. That is that's a great whatever age they are. I forgot, but whatever. I just I think it's sixteen. A, it's really good, Scott. If we had a band, we could be cool, even if we suck. We would transcend our class status or whatever and become automatically cool. I just think that's a great, they're like, they don't, you know, the music is just kind of an afterthought. They're just like, we want to be in a band. Right, right. They yeah. haven't thought about what the music's going to sound like or what, if they can even write songs or whatever. And they just want to <laughs> be in a band. Play. I think that's adorable. I love it. I guess there's like this lunchapalooza thing, right? And so they're, like, yeah. they're like, oh, everybody goes to that. We'll be famous. And anyway, we own instruments. Like, you Great. Know, well, so we've got them. We might got, as well be in a band. We're in a band. Let's go stand up in the lunchroom with them. You know Amazing. I, mean? like, I love yeah. that. No, I sincerely, genuinely love that. I think that's fucking fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Scott's like, well, there's only the two of us. And Lisa's like, drums would definitely help. Drums would definitely help. <laughs> And then we cut back over to Kim and Scott back in school. And she's like, you suck at drawing, don't you? <laughs> she's always like mean to him. I kind of like that. Like she's always yeah. kind of had that. Um, I think it's funny because this one girl really is being nice to him and he doesn't want to talk to her. But the one that's being mean to him is the one that, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Scott's messed up. I like how he's like maps are hard I'm good at drawing sheep she's like draw me a sheep and he draws her this sheep and he's all like that's the worst sheep I've ever seen seen. what are you talking about this is such a good sheep and she asks about Lisa and asks if they're going out Um, and then it cuts over to it looks like um, I guess a um, it's a band performance yeah Yeah. school band performance I fucking love this shot because that's me with a little drum kit or whatever yeah yeah. So like uh, I was in jazz band, so we had kind of like a setup like that for jazz band where I was on one side and yeah. the conductor was in the middle and then we had the rest of the band on the other side. It was a small jazz band. It was only like five people or whatever, five or six people. But um, that like was a pretty regular cool. jazz band. Yeah, it was cool. That's awesome. That was the, I was in the high school. Jazz That's great. Band. Anyway, I was That's in all awesome. the bands. I did marching band, orchestral band, jazz band. And then I was in a garage band with my friends. Because so, you're fucking awesome. I had all the different bands going. John's going to put in a clip of the horse. <laughs> no? <laughs> uh, anyway. for, for all of our band kids out there. Maybe that's what they're playing. Maybe Maybe that's that, what I, playing. I wonder what they're playing right here at St. Joel's I wanna High School. S- I want to say that's what they're playing. They're yeah. playing the horse. I like this. I like how Scotch is like, hey, it's that girl from my geography class. What? Which one? There's like two zillion girls up there, dude. On drums. She can totally play. She totally is hitting those drums with those sticks. Yeah. Well, I'll get her some eyeliner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so good. Yeah. I love that page. That's a great page. I love Mm -hmm. that resignation of, well, I'll I'll get her some eyeliner. (laughs) It's great. And thank you, by the way. 
Girl that got me eyeliner in middle school. Oh, I appreciate you, you for go. that Aww. still to this day. Thank you for that. And then we cut back to the back to them in uh, the hallway at school. He's like, oh, yeah, we have a presentation on Monday. Don't worry. Everything will be fine. Scott's like, I'll see you Monday. Um, then it cuts to him and Lisa sitting out in the woods. And this one panel where they're under the tree gives me kind of a Calvin and Hobbes, Bill Waterson kind of vibe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know why. yeah no. Yeah. It is colored like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good to see the characters in different locations, like they're at their lockers, they're under a tree. It's yeah, you know, it's very simplistic style, and mine is in black and white. So I think that this could easily get kind of repetitive if it wasn't kind of always switching up the scenery. So right, that's, that's nice. Yeah, the leaves are falling and everything. What happened, Sadie? She's not getting the attention she deserves. Her wants. <laughs> oh my Sadie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So then. <laughs> Uh, so S- Scott's telling uh, Lisa that he thinks he likes Kim, and she's like, "You like him? You don't even know her." He's like, "Oh, I'd like her to join our band." Like he tries to cover. Oh okay. right. He's like, "Did you ask her yet?" He's, "I'll ask her on Monday." Cut to Monday. <laughs> it has that video game font Monday. Right. And it's like this double page flash, which is actually kind of funny because, like, if you're looking at it in the um, digest version, it just looks like the next page, but on this um, omnibus version, you know, the page like. It's the double page, so you know it's interesting. Yeah. Right, yeah. On the one that I'm reading, it's the whole top of the two pages is the thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. In any case, it's a scene, man. What's yeah, going on? A, there's a dead guy out in the front of the school. <laughs> okay, so it's it's all dark. There's a dead guy at the front of the school. He comes in. There's like more bodies on the floor, and he's like, "Scott, those Benvine Tech Boys—they kidnapped Kim and beat up everybody." He's like, wow, what a great day to miss the bus. And he's like, Scott, they kidnapped Kim. Our presentation. Oh, yeah, she did the presentation. <laughs> I I was really taken aback. I was like, someone was kidnapped. This got really dark. Like, what is this? And it's I know it's supposed to be silly and goofy. Yeah. But I was like, I don't know. Yeah. That seems because so well, much like of this a video is also, game. Yeah. But so much of this seems very real worldy and down to earth and very like yeah, yeah. kind of it was just such a blase thing in the store of like, oh, this is a silly fun thing, isn't it? And I'm like, no, that's very dark. A minor girl got kidnapped. You're like, no, right. I don't know about that. It's very, ugh, that's, that's a serious crime. That's a crime. <laughs> right. I don't know. It was very, a lot of this seems so grounded. And then I get to the parts where it's supposed to be very over the top. And I feel like if you're going to do over the top, you should just do it so that I'm, you know, it's like, I want right. to think of this as more of a, it's, I, I know it's supposed to be like a fantasy thing, like yeah. a Mario's getting the princess sure, from exactly, Bowser yeah. or whatever, but it's well, like the also movie, yeah. tired trope, very tired. Yeah. But yeah, this one was just like, they're literally this like older guy has this young girl chained onto a rooftop. And I'm like, that's a serious fucking crime. This is kind of fucked up. I don't know. Ugh. But yeah. I think he's still supposed to be a high school student, but yeah, high school student. it is okay, still messed still, up. It's still, even so, even without the age thing, it's very weird. And I'm like, ugh. This could have been yeah. sillier is what I'm saying. Like, it could have been a sillier thing. Right. Other than a straight up kidnapping. So Scott shows up to the school and he basically fights his way up to the rooftop. And like, this one guy's like, you'll have to go through me first, Pilgrim. And he's like, whatever. <laughs> and the next panel, he's like on the ground. <laughs> I love that. I want to think of that reading more as whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And he runs through him. Oh, uh, and then like he, you know, gets to the top. He finds uh, Simon Lee has chained Kim up to the wall, and she's like, "Say, stop! This, this sucks." sucks. <laughs> Simon Lee says something to him, and he's like, 
this is the best that St. Joel's could mustard? Is that what your mom said last night? And I'm like, yes, that is definitely a teenage boy thing to say. Yeah. The dialogue is very... That's good. Mm. And then, like, this this one page where it's just, like, the fight scene where it's just... I kind of like it because it's, like, you see him kind of, like, shift over with, like, that punch. And you hear that rock and the pock and the... I played a lot of fighting games, so it really does kind of feel like a fighting game. (laughs) Right, yeah. Like, you're doing the moves Mm. in there and stuff. Yeah, like punches, he blocks, he parries, somebody sweeps the leg. <laughs> and then, like, Scott has him on the ground. He's like, Mercy, please, I've been a fool. He's like, You'll never change. And he kicks him on a fireball <laughs> off into the woods. <laughs> I like how he just says, Kick. That was so good. This, I think I figured out what I don't like about this. Okay. I didn't know who would rescue me from that maniac, but I secretly hoped it would be you, Scott. I like you, Kim. We should be dating. Also, do you want to play drums in my band? Yes, Scott. Oh, yes. And they kiss. Yeah. This seems so much like the daydream of a high school boy who hasn't thought right. through the fact that in order for this daydream to happen, this person that he's got his eye on has to go through some super traumatizing, right, horrible right. shit. Yeah. And yeah. it's worth it to you to be able to come in and be a hero. But that's not what a hero does. A hero doesn't imagine the people he cares about in horrible trouble and distress so that you can swoop in and kiss them when they've just been completely right. traumatized and chained to a roof i don't know if i was chained to a roof by somebody last thing i'd want to do is get romantic with somebody in that moment it's so weird but this is a fantasy and it's yeah. a weird fantasy it almost seems to me like a soap opera it's a very yeah yeah, exactly. uh, yeah scott oh yes yes like, like a soap opera it would be ridiculous like chained up to a wall and i was like, waiting oh no you know what i mean like, i was waiting to turn the page and have scott wake up in his bed oh, or okay. something yeah, or like yeah. the okay. teacher go scott pay attention he goes huh and he's like at his desk or something but this happened in the story yeah no, that's, so <laughs> that actually happened dumb and bad <laughs> It's not good writing. It's real bad. But is it supposed to be a joke? Is it's, it a joke? I think it's supposed to be like a soap opera. It's I mean, a, yeah, yeah, it's, because supposed, to be, it's the, supposed to be funny. Yeah. Yes, okay. Scott. Oh, yes. Like that's very it, silly. Like that. Right. That's the part I think where they're going. They're whatever. What do they call it? A uh, hanging a hanging a lantern on. There it. you go. Is it supposed like. to yeah. be cheesy? I think it's supposed yeah. to be funny. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I almost hear like the music swell up behind it. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, if so, I don't like this character still. Yeah. I yeah. still don't like him. <laughs> Someone oh, give me yeah. a reason to like this character. We'll see how you say after volume six. I mean okay. you'll probably still be like, I don't like it's this take character. Six but... <laughs> books. Six full length books for me to like the lead main character. Mm, I don't know. I, don't I, know I doubt you're that. ever gonna like him more. Okay. All right. And then we cut over to, uh, it, it says, and so, and then you see Kim and um, Scott holding hands as they're walking with Lisa and, and the other girl. Lauren, yeah. Yeah. They start playing video games together. They're practicing in Kim's basements. They sign up for Lunch of Palooza, and their band is called Sonic and Knuckles. Amazing. Oh, right. That's, That's great. Cool. Oh, they've, they're, so um, on this page, you've got the No Doubt poster. Yes. And then, like, Kim even introduces the band the same way. We are Sonic and Knuckles. One, two, three, four. Oh, that's yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. And then you see Kim and Scott do it in a car. Did you see these other... Uh... Other bands. Yeah. $2 oh, cover yeah. charge for Lunch of Palooza. Quentin, Imperial Otter, Sarah Walker, Nemesis. Excellent. Yeah. 
That's so good. Only two dollars. Yeah, so it's you, you know it shows they're going through like their relationship, and then all of a sudden like they're sitting on like a fence. Kim's like, "You're moving to Toronto," and then he just leaves, and right. we're in another dream sequence where Ramona's like, "Are you dreaming about playing video games? <laughs> That's so pathetic." Quit dreaming and get your ass out of bed. He goes, but it's nighttime. He goes, it's 1130. What? 1130 a.m. is not late. <laughs> part seven, dating a high schooler, part two. No. We cut over to uh, Scott and Wallace are riding the bus. Wallace is talking about Lucas Lee uh, shooting his new movie there. Why do you care? Is he hot? Was he in that bottle rocket thing? He's like, no, that's Luke Wilson. No comment on the hotness. <laughs> <laughs> I like the magazine there. Were you going to talk about that? It says, uh, not enough people are buying beer. Amazing. (laughs) Oh, wait, I didn't catch that. (laughs) He asked him, he said, is he hot? And then, is he hot? Was he in the thing bottle rocket? No, that was Luke Wilson. No comment on the hotness. Yeah. So he's he's responding to each and every one of his inquiries. (laughs) I like Scott's like, but isn't Luke Wilson from that band I played a show with last week? <laughs> and then Scott tells Wallace that he's inviting Ramona over to dinner, and he's like, "I've actually already met her." Then Wallace inter- issues his ultimatum. He's just like, "Break up with nice tonight, or I'm going to tell Ramona everything." You know. And I like how this one takes place on the bus, but in the uh, movie, it took place in their apartment. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, oh, right. uh, was he reading the thing too? Was he reading the thing with? Or, yeah, I no, believe he was. Or, or maybe yeah. they were watching a movie. They're watching a movie with Lucas Leon. Oh, right, movie. right, yeah. yeah. Okay. I anyway. like Wallace a lot. Yeah. I think Wallace. Oh, yeah. Is Wallace is great. Character. This is a fun scene. Yeah. You know, he's just like, you have to break up with her. And he's like, but but it's hard. <laughs> it's just like, just do it. And then he gets off the bus. And I like how each panel just gets smaller and smaller. And like the dialogue just gets so tiny. <laughs> As they're insulting <laughs> each other. Yeah. He's all like, you stupid poo-poo head. I don't know. It's just kind of hilarious to me. Uh, and so Scott, you know, he's off the bus now. He's in the. Um, a phone booth and he's just like he calls knives and he's just like hey uh can we meet and he's like are you at home and she's it's that whole scene where he's like are you wearing some sort of hat he's like what are you psychic <laughs> <laughs> well she says um are you wearing a tan jacket like a spring jacket and a hoodie and a dorky hat it's not dorky and i'm scared why are you psychic <laughs> <laughs> and he turns around and she's standing right there yeah. Uh, and then it shows him in the music store and Scott seems to kind of sort of like he's just not as interested as he was the first time we saw them hanging out together. Yeah, this was the scene where I was like, okay, so if you're looking at the CDs, sorry, I I have to point this out. You see um Smashing Pumpkins uh yep. Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness and then next to it the one with the three pictures. Yeah. I know that I've I know I've seen that CD cover. Okay. I, I don't know what it is, but it's like another '90s kind of alternative or something like that. And then some of these other ones, even in the background, like I know that they're so sketchy and hard to see. But I'm like, ah, I bet you these are like actual albums. Anyway, stuff like that. Um, I get really excited about stuff like that. Obviously. So she pulls out a uh, CD of the Clash and the Demon Head. Uh... <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'll be right back. That baby. uh, baby's a treasure. No, no, she's actually outside parking, so oh I need to stop God. that. Goodness. Oh God, they're all at it now. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> just Aubrey alone with all these dogs. <laughs> they're all barking at him and <laughs> driving him crazy while he's trying to do a podcast. <laughs> oh, I hear all this scrabbling. So, um, uh, 
She pulled out the Clash of Demon Head, and he's like, yeah, they're okay. <laughs> you know, and he just starts start inviting them over to dinner. He's like, what, like Chinese food? And I just think that Scott is just kind of stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's kind of. I think he's just real. I don't even know if it's stupid. I think it's just. What's Ignorance? The word? Yeah, he's. There's he's, a lack of empathy. Yeah, man. Yeah. He's yeah. like. Like obliviousness. Oblivious. Yeah, there this you man are. is That's the most it, oblivious yes. person. Absolutely oblivious to the thoughts and feelings of others, to things that are going on around him at all times. Just. <laughs> In general, just oblivious in general to yeah everything all the time. Scott even says something just like just blatantly dumb and racist, where he says like, "Are you even allowed to date outside your race?" And I'm just like, "Yeah, what are you? I don't like this yeah. guy. Are you allowed to date outside your race?" Um, there's not a single redeeming quality about this character. Why is he the lead character? <laughs> is there going to be a maybe a character arc where he redeems himself? And I like him, but to go maybe. through this whole story yeah. with the the main protagonist as being this most unlikable person i don't know man <laughs> right but so he's when when she, when he says that yeah she's, she's like, like oh i don't care i'm in love right and, and in like... the movie there wasn't there a big yeah the, yeah the movie captured the comic yeah, really so well yeah. and, and yeah. i love that um i because i think with that movie a lot of people might go, oh, Edgar Wright, he's so... But it's not Edgar Wright. I mean, it is. It is. But he's taking yeah. the idea from the comic and making it happen for real. I think You he know is. what I mean? I, Which is like... I think Edgar Wright hits on something that makes all of this so much more tolerable to me which is like there's a pace a, to there's it. a pace to it there's yeah. he hits a beat you know it's it's the time it's the timing it's the pacing of it that really you know he keeps it moving whereas this seems to dwell on us so much but like this is a really touching moment yeah and it's really upsetting and sad i feel so bad for this girl in this moment because she's like I'm in love, and she's like looking at him and expectantly, and he's just like, uh, she's got the little heart over her head. She's looking at him, and he's like, I think we should break up or whatever. <laughs> and just these next two pages are so crushing. I feel so bad for her. Yeah. It really is. I real, I really feel bad for her too, because like the way that it's drawn, it's like because she'd gone from the big sparkly eyes and the love coming out of her to like, boom, and it's just she's just little, getting smaller and yeah. losing color. Oh, yeah. I guess she's not. I mean, in the I guess in the black and white, it's just not doing that. In mine, getting she's smaller. getting smaller, but the the um in the comic, she's losing color. The too. use of space is is very well done. Yeah, in the black yeah. And oh white. yeah. I think that that's very the um composition is very good for what they're and they've achieved what they're going for. And here, with both pages open, yeah. because in the black and white, you've got both. Of I got both pages, of them open. Yeah, and the composition yeah. is amazing. Like it's really that. Really good. Yeah, it really oh, draws uh, that out really well. The author at least seems aware of other people's feelings, which yeah. is yeah. yeah. So well, that's the, uh, refreshing to see. Uh, John, I have the iPad turned to the left, so I have both pages open at the same time, so oh, I good. get that okay. nice composition. Ah, okay. yeah. I'll have to. Do you have that. to do it in the settings to be able to do that. Oh, okay. Well, I'll do it later. But yeah, they're both silent yeah, for a beat, and she's like, "Really?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's just not going to work out." And she's, she's very sad, and oh. she's like, "Oh." Yeah, because she wasn't expecting that. It's kind of a good, and I feel like <clears throat> he could have spared her that by simply not like just using her and leading her on for that whole time right, of like right. you know whatever you know he seems at least aware in this moment that that is the right thing to do it well, should have happened a long time ago he shouldn't have been dating her in the first no, place no, no, no he doesn't yeah. realize anything he's doing it because wallace told him that if he didn't do it he yeah. was going to tell ramona everything yeah but, so, I, but he did it 
if Wallace had an issue that ultimatum, no, he wouldn't have done it. He would have drug it out even longer. Look, he's still an awful person. I'm not trying to defend him. I'm just saying that he at least he at fucking least he did, did it. it. At least he did. I would have expected if I'd never seen the movie or whatever, I would have expected fully this character to just not do it and have Wallace do all that, and then him wait to the very last second and be like, okay, okay, I'll do it. Uh, we're yeah. bringing up, and then she, you know, leaves her house or whatever. But like, I at least thought in this moment that he. I'm like, I'm glad that he finally broke up yeah. with this person. He shouldn't have even been dating in the first place and like leading her on and all this stuff. Like, but it is oh, you know, yeah. in the next couple yeah. of pages, like he's on the bus and I, I love this scene on the bus. It's great. Um, yeah. it, it does show that he has some, that he feels bad about it. He feels yeah, bad, he, bad about it for a second. And then he starts thinking about Ramona and then he's this girl he's it. already with. Yeah. And he's like, you know, now he's like, yeah. well, I have that to look forward to. And that is kind yeah. of heartwarming of like, well, Maybe he sees Wallace's point of like, now I'm moving on to right, what I yeah. actually should be. This relationship See, that maybe has a chance at growing, you know, and all that stuff. So maybe he's maybe I don't know. I'm there's no text. So I'm putting this on him like my my wishes for this awful right. character of like, please be growing and changing emotionally, please. Well, OK, I, the kind of way I kind of took it is just because Wallace did give him that ultimatum that and if he didn't break up with Nyes, he would tell Ramona everything. So Scott breaking up with knives was selfish because he didn't want Ramona to go away, um, yeah. which she probably would have had he found, yeah. she found out that he was seeing somebody else at the same time. Maybe the bar is so low because I think there would be a lot of guys who'd be like, well, fuck that bitch anyway. She's a psycho bitch. Like, I don't, you know, yeah. so who cares what she thinks or whatever? Like, right. at least it's like, he's <laughs> like, oh, well, you know, now I can move on and all this stuff and with yeah. him or whatever so i don't know yeah um anyway but i do hope that he is growing but but yeah we'll she still didn't see. know that he yeah. was doing that and so that is kind of and, and and again this is one of those scenes that's that's so great in the movie because it's like the images yeah. are rolling past the screen yeah like, like a bus and it's cutting between him feeling bad and then knives crying and then him and then he starts thinking about ramona and then he's like happy again and it's playing yeah. like a really cool song and that's like yeah. just it's one of my favorite parts of the movie even though it's like you know not the he's not really i don't know there's just something very good about the way yeah. that uh, edgar wright has put that scene together um i do have to point out this ad in the bus that says does your sex drive suck yes yeah, <laughs> oh, anyway that was funny yeah, and so when he, by the time he gets off the bus, he's whistling, and then we cut over to uh, band practice. Somebody's like, where's Knife? She's not coming? He's like, oh, we broke up. Maybe you need my new girlfriend soon. And then he talks about learning the line from Final Fantasy 2, which I love <laughs> the fact that that's in here, and it was also in the movie. It is know? in there, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's a very stupid fucking moment, because he's like, oh, yeah, I broke up with her, but I got a new girlfriend. Hey, check it out. I learned the bass line from yeah. Final Fantasy 2. Starts playing, and everyone's just like... Wow, just zero self-awareness. Yes. Wow. Yeah, there you, you go. Suck. Yeah. You suck, Scott. I like how all his friends just think that he sucks. It's amazing. Scott, you are the salt of the earth. What? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I meant scum of the earth. <laughs> Incredible. I like how young Neil is wearing a shirt called The Shins. Oh, that's oh, right. a band. Yeah. That, that's a, a real band. Yeah. band. yeah. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very cool. I didn't even catch that one, Aubrey. Very nice. And then it cuts over to the dinner. I like how, like, you know, like all of these scenes are like in the movie, but they're also in different order in the movie, it feels like, you know? These handles in the middle of the cabinets. Does anyone have cabinets like this? Let us know if you have cabinets like this. Like, oh, it's like that? a hobbit door, but it's a cabinet. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm sure those are based on something real. No, I'm not saying that. Probably. Saying, you know, if if, if yeah. this has been in a house that you've been in or lived in, yeah. let, let us know. Maybe it's a Canadian thing. Like Wallace is going to get himself a plate of food, and he's like, "Hey, hands off! There's only enough for me and Rammy." <laughs> Rammy, are you seriously yeah. calling her that? Not to her face. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, I love. And I think Wallace walks off eating food. <laughs> Wallace goes and lets uh, Ramona in, and he's like, "Okay, Wallace, time for you to leave." And then it shows him having dinner. Or, well, it shows him around the house first. I like how he goes. You got a haircut, and she's like, "Yeah, do you like it? It's got, it's got two colors." <laughs> yeah, do you like it? And then he doesn't say anything. He just looks at Wallace, and Wallace goes, "It's lovely. It's thoroughly hip." They're really hip. Lovely. <laughs> this biggest eye roll on the face of the planet from Ramona. Well, I like he goes, this is the living room and there's the bed. You've already seen the chair. Wait, is this the, the only room? No, 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 no. There's the bathroom, of course. I see. <laughs> on the, on the That's ref- called an efficiency and I've lived in one of those. On the refrigerator, the alphabet magnets say Scott Licks P. Oh shit! It still does. <laughs> it wow! Says, Scott licks I see P. that because they've got the well, they've got the refrigerator magnets that have the letters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why there would be two T's and two E's, I don't know, but hey. Maybe they got several packs. There you go, just so you could write words. that. Yeah. And then uh, Scott says dinner is pretty much already ready. Uh, baked pasta. I don't know how to describe it. It's a bit early for the asparagus. Uh, the asparagus. You know, he actually made her dinner. Okay, so that's yeah. something you could say that's in this and over the movie, because in the movie, he just gave her bread. Oh, right. that's right. Yeah. yeah. He can actually to cook. To keep with his She's sleaze bag yeah. kind of thing that he had going. She was like, oh, you can cook? And he's like, oh, yeah. And so, um, but yeah, they do the bread moment, which is pretty great. Also, yeah. just eat bread. Just eat bread. Stop trying to cut carbs out. Your body needs carbs. It needs it. Your body literally needs carbs to survive. Stop tra- cutting out carbs. Eat the carbs. Eat the bread. Eat, Eat the it. Bread. It's fucking delicious and good for you. Bread's good also, for you. People try to convince me it's not. It. Mm. Yeah, that's their. <laughs> Unless you're allergic to something in the bread, then donate it, and that's perfectly yeah. fine and understandable. And have your alternatives to bread. That's fine. Otherwise, just eat it. And then you cuts to them making out, and she's like, "Hey, your hair's getting long." He goes, "Oh God, I need a haircut." And then. <laughs> This is like exactly. This is exactly in the thing. Yeah, that is so yeah. cool. Yeah, I love because I get this. Scott does precisely what this last haircut was. It was three days before his breakup. Yeah, Scott's last haircut, four hundred thirty-one days ago, three hours before the breakup with the last girlfriend. He blames the breakup largely on the haircut. He's been cutting his own hair sometimes. <laughs> it's great. It's a great little doodle here. So he's kind of freaking out because he's like, I think I remember in the movie he like puts a hat on real yeah, quick or no, something yeah. like that. Yes. Or no, that's the scene where um. He sees his ex-girlfriend and she's like, your hair's getting this shaggy. And then whatever. he immediately, yeah. yeah. Brie Larson. Yeah. That's who it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was like, your hair's getting shaggy. And he puts the hat on him super quick. But yeah, so he's a little bit traumatized by like something in his past about that yeah. or whatever. And so she makes this innocuous comment like, oh, your hair's getting long. Like she's putting her fingers through his hair. Very romantic. And he's starting to freak out. And she's like, <laughs> she's like it's just, cute. He just ruins it. But she tells him, she's like, no, I think it's cute. And he's like, but it would be cuter shorter, wouldn't it? She's like, I'm just saying it's getting long. It's cute. It's it's okay. And he's like, oh, my God. He starts having this kind of a panic attack almost about it. And she's just like, all right. Yeah. No, it, it, I like how like, the, it, the scene just kind of ends and and then we cut to another, which turns out to be a dream sequence of Kim's. And you see uh, Simon Lee coming down the stairs and he's like, I killed him. Who? 
Scott Pilgrim. Yes, he deserved it. Had it coming to him. It's kind of sad. Sort of. Kind of. Sort of. Everyone's kind of like... Well, it makes me wonder if this is the kind of thing that she's been dreaming of since um, he left her, like, you know, just to... He just, like, broke up with her to move to Toronto. Right. Right, yeah. Oh, my goodness. What do you think about that? You tell me all about it. The new pornographer shirt. Where was that? In the casket. Oh, let me see it in in there. You can barely see it because of the coloring. Oh, you can see it much clearer. Oh, because the... Oh, I see. On your version, it's green with yellow, like light green with like a light yellow on top, and there's no outline. But that's probably what it actually looks like. Sure, sure. I bet you that's an actual shirt. Right, but they didn't outline the letters, so you can't see it. Yeah, good job there. Yeah. Um, can, can, can I say this, Aubrey, that yeah. you're home alone with all your dogs? <laughs> oh, it's super sure. funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can say that. I'm totally uh, I'm yeah. at my house alone with my dogs. Yeah. Uh, Kathy went out of town, so Aubrey's Mom there. Mom went out of man- town. Kathy went out of town. <laughs> so Aubrey's there man in the fort with... Uh, four with dogs? The- <laughs> Is it four dogs that you It's got? three dogs. <laughs> Aubrey's going to do the risky business nice. thing as soon as we hang up from the Excellent. podcast. How do you know I'm not doing it right now? <laughs> I picture Aubrey as more the home alone type. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's going to be just... Aubrey! <laughs> eating breakfast cereals and watching Ka- old movies. Catherine and... O'Hara like, sits up and goes, Aubrey! <laughs> <laughs> and then cuts Aubrey. Ah! Just running yeah. around the house. Getting, oh! gro- getting groceries. No, actually, I, I plan to do hardly anything but i'm also going to clean the house nice i don't know what's happening over there (laughs) sadie and duncan are wrestling on the couch okay (laughs) hey (laughs) all right and so it basically makes me think that Kim has probably been having this kind of dream about Scott ever since uh, they they broke up back in high school. Right, know? right. And then we see Kim, she's waking up and going through her stuff, and she walks into the bathroom, and it's like, Sarah's underwear, Tracy's underwear, Emily's underwear. Why are there so many underwears in there? Is it like a communal restroom, I guess, or something like that? I think like those that? are her sisters. Her roommates. Roommates? Okay, they're roommates. Okay. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he's just like, you know, and Kim's like just getting ready for, you know, the, she's just getting ready for her day. And she's all like, all of a sudden, like, who's ma- hell's making all that noise? Kim, I knew it. It's like her roommates are just the worst. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, she is shitty uh, roommates here. And then we see Kim go to the no account video store. <laughs> nice. Man, I do miss video stores sometimes. I miss video stores so much. That's how we met, Aubrey. Working at a video store. Yep. Back in the... It's another artifact of a bygone era. Yeah. The other person working there is like, it's 11.30, Slacker. Oh, you didn't bring me a coffee? As Kim's holding a coffee when she comes in. She's like, what? A coffee? Holly, I have some bad news for you. I hate you. You hate everyone, Kim. You're one of everyone. <laughs> I love that line. Oh, that's <sighs> great. Oh, man. And so, you know, you're just kind of getting to see a little day in the life of Kim. And then Scott works in and he's like, hey, you still work here. Oh, I like how she says, hooray, it's Scott Pilgrim. Here, applause. Because, <laughs> you know, he's, like, got, a, he's got a list of things to rent, but he's been banned from renting videos there. <laughs> oh, right. It has the little <laughs> notes in there. It says, uh, notes, return the land before time for. 36 weeks late. He claims that Mice hid the video somewhere in his apartment. Also claims he rented it as a joke. Do not let him run anything. He is scum. Amazing. <laughs> um, 
we we did have little we could write notes we can write notes oh, in yeah. my shop yeah, yeah we could write notes about the customers yeah. and i would totally write stuff oh yeah there. absolutely Just yeah. To oh, same people. here i would yeah. totally write stuff about people like no i've already uh, like because yeah. they would go, oh, well, can I just get a break on it? And like, you'd be like, all right, one time. But then I'd put in there. I'd be like, okay, I've no already more, waved, yeah. I've waved the guy's late fees one time. Not again. Yeah. And then there's other people that I would like delete their notes because I would be like, you're cool. Yeah. And, I'm just yeah. Gonna, and, and I like you. Yeah. So I'm going to delete all your notes. I would put notes like super nice and super sweet. You know, try to yeah. get her excellent service. Do this as, as quick as you can, that kind of thing. And there would be people who would. I would be like, watch out for this one. Yeah. She is yeah, yeah. hardcore. Yeah. Like she's going to, it's going to be a bad day. Don't get on her. You know, like that kind of thing. Scott really wants to rent all of these films by what Lucas Lee, because uh, he finds out he, he knows that that is uh, Ramona's second evil ex-boyfriend. Right. Yeah. I like um, all the different movies. It's like cube two, hypercube. Nice. <laughs> Croc three, zoom goes to hell. Jewel, the movie. <laughs> they got mr show down here oh right i did see mr show somewhere where's mr yeah show? it's okay it's on uh page 232 in the omnibus at the bottom right below right next to scott and in the next panel you have a movie called action doctor then one called bad and then one called wow. way work if y'all haven't seen mr show y'all should get on that mr. show is great <laughs> yeah it's one of those you can't you can't make it now it's offensive but and they're just, I just really it's love funny, those yeah. guys, man. They're great. Bob Odenkirk, David Cross, they're great. You did kind of a spiritual sequel to it on Netflix called, just called With Bob and David. With Bob and David, Oh, I yeah. like that too. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. And then we cut over to Ramona entering in the coffee house, and there's like a Nico Case poster back there. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also um, Wicked, the play. Oh, right, yeah. That's also underneath it. Yeah. And the and the uh, the place is called the Second Cup. That's a cool name for like a coffee place, Second Cup. It's like you're going to There is a place called Second Cup um here in Houston. Oh, really? And is there? They raise money for trafficking victims. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. wow. Awesome. I'm going to go there. It's super good. I'm going to go there tomorrow. Renee bought me a shirt from there. Hi, Renee. Love you. Ah, nice. I like um, how when she's skating up to the counter, it says skatey, skate, skate. Yeah. You can see some of the coffee names, too. It says, like, Ice Cafe Swirly. Nice. Blended Frappuccino Delicio. Totally awesome Chino. <laughs> Mocha Chino Reno. Oh, man. <laughs> That's what it says. Anyway. I love those weird coffee. I love the little things like that. The little details. Yeah, I really like zooming in and looking at all those. So Ramona starts talking to Scott's sister, Stacy. Wow, I love your hair. And then all of a sudden you see Scott and he's like, all of a sudden he's got like a premonition. He's that... a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> he gets like a twitch or something. Yeah. I like how Wallace is like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, yeah I just, I just had this... this weird ominous feeling for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, anyway, here's that dossier on Lucas Lee. Have you started watching those movies yet? He goes, if, you if you turn, turn your, your head, head slightly, head, you'll notice that one of them is playing right now. <laughs> I'll be so that. sure. I like that. <laughs> I think that's that. Now that's a good use of the corny. This is contrived, kind of very silly, wacky thing that they're going for and i feel like that's very well done yeah, moment yeah. like that's a very i yeah. get it 
kind of a thing. I, I kind of I, I, I feel like he's he's successful in a lot of that. And that it really translated well in the movie because it was a lot of like wit pans. Right. Yeah. Over to stuff like that and whatever. And then when he mentions that he was a uh, pro skater turned actor, oh. it made me kind of wondering if, if they faced the character Lucas Lee on um, Jason Lee. You know, from Mall Rats and all that, because he was a pro skater and then he became a movie, an actor when he started doing Kevin Smith films. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Good one, Aubrey. That's totally Jason Lee. You're right. But he wasn't like an action y actor. He was just a stoner. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't don't think I've ever seen him in an action role, but yeah, no. I mean, he's hilarious, but. (laughs) I love him. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. (laughs) I like when he's fucking talking to Stan Lee. It's some of the funniest shit ever. So, oh, well, my God, it's so and they start talking about the Hulk's dick or yeah, something. Yeah, right. a bunch of stuff. No, he's talking about the thing's dick because he wants to know. <laughs> oh, if the he's thing's having... dick. Okay, the thing's dick. He wants Thank to know you. if it's covered in rock. For the correction, right? Obviously, it probably is. I mean, that would be weird if it wasn't. I mean, or is he like a Ken doll down there? Is it like a big rock? Mm, that's the way they like, did it in the Fan Four Stick right. movie. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. So I'm gonna go ahead and say no. <laughs> <laughs> um. He's like, you know, I'm going to go back to playing Tony Hawk. He goes, it's not playing, Scott. It's training. Okay, can I go back to training? Do 500 push-ups. What? Oh, this sucks. What the hell? <laughs> Suck it up. And then we cut over to the band practice. What does that say? I'm so indefatigable? I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> you know, and then um, it shows them after practice. Um, and they see that the Clash of Demon Head are on the cover of Now. Oh, wait. Uh, when they show the moon... In that previous shot, it's got two holes in it. Oh, isn't right. That, isn't yeah. that like a thing? Like the moon has holes in it because of some shit that happens? Or yeah. Because of- yeah. It's gonna, I think that's going to come up in like the next volume. Right. Stills, he's on the, he's like sitting there saying, he goes, he thinks it's cool that uh, the Clash of Demon Head are getting recognized, you know, because they're like a local band. Oh, like- but we didn't talk about the first part of the scene. Yeah. Young Neil's like, have you seen the cover of Now? And Scott's like, yes. And he's really irritated. Yeah. Like, he's super <laughs> yeah. annoyed by it. it. He doesn't want to look at it. Um, Young Neil is looking at that comic again. They showed him in the previously they showed him looking at this. Com- I bet you this is an actual web comic. It says sfs i have to look for this i don't know um anyway I'm but yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you zoom in on the ipad version you can actually see the comic in there so it makes me think it's a real thing um but yeah so stills stills is like i don't know i think it's cool that they're getting recognized but scott's like it's not cool it's not <laughs> and he's like I come hate on it. man at least one of us made it <laughs> at least one of us made it yeah which is the appropriate attitude yeah, to have yes. right yeah that's 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 the correct attitude one of us made it that we should celebrate that and support them you know he's like they're they're just good man have you heard their cd i'll lend it to you you're fired, you're fired. <laughs> amazing <laughs> and then we cut over to um ramona and scott riding the bus he goes i wrote a song about you because yeah it goes like this He's like, it's gonna be, it's kind of epic. He goes, I can't wait to hear it. But I like how in the movie when he plays through the song, she goes, I can't wait until it's finished. She goes, finished? Yeah. <laughs> like that's the extent of his songwriting abilities. He just sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every aspect of this dude, just not good. Then we cut over to Wallace at their apartment, and the phone rings, and it's Knives. And she like, you know, comes to the door, and he just opens up. You know, he's like, I'm not doing anything. I'm just at the place. And so she 
pops up at the place. He opens the door and he's like, you have to go. You have to go. <laughs> Wait, so was she calling from outside? Was yeah, she already out there? I think so, yeah. yeah. And then we see Scott Ramona out again, and uh, this time at a playground. Ramona's like, I've only seen like one of his movies. Hope there's a heaven or something. That's the one they referenced in the... They keep referencing that yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. He says, that one's supposed to be good, but it was rented out. Right. That's what happened earlier. Yeah. She's like, she also mentioned she hasn't seen him since high school. And Scott's like, I don't even remember my high school girlfriends. And he's just like, dude, <laughs> Kim was your fucking high school girlfriend. Right. Yeah. yeah. Awful. But he's like, well, we can just turn it off if it's really bad. And then like, cut to them watching the movie. It's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you had a couch. I wish you had a couch. <laughs> I love his Sharpie shirt. Yeah. That's a great yeah. shirt. That's a Sharpie. It's a fantastic shirt. I like how she's like, how hard could it be to get a couch? I've gotten couches off the street. Eww, don't do that. Uh, you'll bring bugs mm. into your house, bed bugs in the house. Don't do it. Bacteria as well. And so you, you see them watching the movie and then all of a sudden like, Ramona's got these uh, lines coming out of her head again. Right, like on the bus in the last yeah. uh, in the last episode. And so, like, you know, all this is, like, going on while they're watching the film, and all of a sudden, this guy goes, you're cool, Ramona. I like you. And she goes, you're lame, but I like you anyway. Turn the movie off. Nice. Well, I want to point out, while they're watching the movie here, in the movie, the scene that played out earlier with Scott and Kim is happening here. Suzette, Mike. Oh shit! He's you're right. To the thing in the same way. There's a guy standing between them. Oh right. Oh god, I thought you were dead. Yeah. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah. Oh shit! Uh, I didn't even pick on that. Someone, a... someone comes up behind him and says, "I'm not dead, but you are." Anyway, it's a whole thing. It's where a whole other thing. Yeah. 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 So it was like a weird action. It's like a fantasy. weird fantasy yeah, thing. Yeah. That's so weird. Good catch there. I love that because we were just talking about that scene yeah. so much. And then yeah. There's a callback to it that nobody even caught. Also, I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm dissing all your stuff or whatever. I'm not. No, you're not. No. At all. I'm not trying to do that at all. I'm just interacting with the story as it is and not. No, I mean, you're yeah. giving your honest opinion. And I mean, I'm, I, I don't dislike I mean, the art style. I think that it's very fluid and consistent and i like that it's very expressive and i do like some of the ideas i think they're really clever and like you we were talking about earlier the movie does a good job of kind of fleshing them out and and getting the pacing on them some of it works for me and some of it doesn't i feel like he wants to go bigger on the goofiness of it but maybe isn't yet and i have a feeling it might ramp up later probably am i right about that I think so. Okay. Yeah. One thing I did like about this, but this whole first part of the book is just like a lot of this stuff wasn't in the movie or if it was, it was in a different scene or something like that. Right. Too, right. You know? Yeah. It was like all of this stuff like takes place within like maybe 10 to 15 minutes in the movie at the most. Yeah. 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 Well, sure. And so I guess we had more time with the protagonist to, for him to kind of grow and be someone that we hated less. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there was more stuff too. We saw him meet that girl, Lisa, and we saw yeah. like Kim's life and stuff like that. That stuff wasn't in no, the movie No, and we don't get all. them fleshed out in the movie very much. Yeah. Right? So there, were, there were some extra scenes in there. Right. Um, I like yeah. that. I like how there's yeah. like stuff that I recognize and then there's stuff that's like, oh, here's some more of Some this. extra, yeah, yeah stuff. Some it's great. Extra behind the scenes stuff. It's like, it makes me think about it in terms of like, they had to decide what they wanted to put in right. the movie and and you know you really get those yeah. certain beats like that they had to have in there you know well and i think that's part of it is like this story it's called scott pilgrim versus the world but in the story i'm like i'm much more interested in this character and this character and this character i'm much more interested in all the other characters and their rich lives and i want to know what's going on with them like and so i think that 
the movie was probably like, look, we've got however much time to do this. If we're calling the movie Scott Pilgrim, for, you know, we've got to really focus on of, Scott. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that they kind of, yeah. But um, well, it, it works I, in both ways. I think it all works in its own way. Like, obviously, this is a different format and it works for this format. So, well, I also know that um, that uh, they started working on the film before the comic was even finished. Right. Yeah, um, you, I think you mentioned that. It, it, so, like, the first I think the first couple of volumes were out, but by like the ending wasn't done. And so, like, they were working on and then he started working on the, that while they were working on the script. And so that's why oh. it really is going to start deviating from each other, but sure. it's still going to end up similar. In the same way. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's just like once you kind of get further into it, you'll start seeing where things start different or it sure. start being a little different. But and all I'm, the major beats are still there. I can fully see this as, you know, the author is purposefully making this character absolute trash because you got to start there to be able to grow and learn and change and become somebody new. So I understand, I recognize that you have to start somewhere in order to, for there to be change, you know, you can't have a character that's awesome yeah. the whole way through, I guess. Yeah. For, but, for this story to be told, for his story to be told, maybe. But, it, but perhaps. It's, but it's funny, too. I don't know. Like, it's, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's like in Bruges. Okay. So we, we were just talking about in Bruges. Yeah. And on in Bruges, um, Colin Farrell. He plays a guy that is he just is a so shithead <laughs> and he like and he and he and some of the stuff that he says awful. is so offensive and so awful. But I he's, laugh. Yeah. But I laugh at it. But and he's I think so it's, oblivious, I think, I think it, is why, too. And that's what we're funny, talking about with Scott. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so e- e- even I mean, I'm enjoying this and I think it's funny, like when Scott is being oblivious and when yeah. he's being a shithead, like it's the absolute absurdity of it, because yeah. all the other characters are calling him out and like, <laughs> Scott, you're the worst. And I think that that's and I know people's feelings are getting hurt or he's being inconsiderate to other characters right. but but it's it's in this like kind of hyper fa- right. fantasy type of world yeah. where I don't know it's just it's funny to me and I don't know like I guess I don't yes I do recognize that he's a flawed character but that's what's funny about it to me right. you know what I mean is that he's oblivious and all of this stuff and like anyway I I, I do enjoy it on a different level, his being a shitty character. It would take a certain amount of self-awareness to, for an author to write a, a main protagonist as this oblivious guy that everyone else is like, wow, you're a shithead. Because I feel like, is this going somewhere? Like, I'm hoping it is. I have my fingers crossed that this is going <laughs> to end up like, well, he'll become, he'll become that he'll rise above this and yeah. understand, oh, wow, I treated people like shit. That was not cool. Well, I think like, I, I don't remember if it was Ross Radke or somebody said, I was like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, maybe that's why I like it. Maybe right. I was like that too. You know what I mean? I mean, or, or, amongst us. We I all had, have a phase in our lives had, where we or have I had, to. Or I had feelings like that. You know what I grow mean? And I, learn. Yeah, before you grew. And so I don't know. Sure. I don't know. There's something about it that I just laugh at because I just sure. think it's. No, I don't know. Maybe I see some of myself. Maybe in that it, is but, like we're we're yeah. looking at parts of ourselves and going, "Wow, you suck." Yeah, as like this yeah. funny reminder of like, man. Yeah. No, yeah. come on. There and is so something. Maybe that's stuff. supposed to and, be and, and the maybe, reader is supposed to relate to that in that way. And maybe because it's like set in the '90s and there's all these '90s references sure. in there. Yeah. Like I, I <laughs> see it through a nostalgic lens as mm. well. You know what I mean? So maybe that's what makes it funny to me too because like i don't know you can't get away with this stuff now but 
like that stuff was more funny <laughs> than we we just watched True Lies. You know what I mean? Awful like movie. that stuff was that that stuff was more funny then, and you could and like that stuff was more like ah, oh, people are gonna laugh at that. Where nowadays people would be like, oh, I gotta have a problem with this. You know what I mean? So well, yeah. I don't know if it's I just... it's like a societal awareness. Also, you know what I mean? There's well, also a societal yeah. obliviousness. Yeah, I feel like part of it isn't it was funny then. I feel like it's more like nowadays. I feel like, yeah, there are people who still think that sort of thing is going to be funny, but that you have more people who are willing to to speak up and go, actually, I think this sucks. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what's yeah. changed is that now yeah. you can't enjoy things like that without somebody pointing out, like, maybe it's kind of shitty that you think this is enjoyable. <laughs> right. I don't know. This is kind of gross to me. I yeah. don't know. I don't enjoy it. Sure. But it's it's one of those things where I don't necessarily think it was ever quote-unquote acceptable to to malign certain sure you know whatever minorities or whatever it is but i will say there is a way to tell a story of like here's a character right that is shitty and saying shitty things and it's funny from a perspective of we're making fun of that guy Yeah, yeah that guy sucks and we all know it that's what it is sure and i think that that's yeah, that can be very well done if you are a good writer <laughs> yeah. and whatever, a good actor, and everyone's on board with that message of like, he's a shithead though. Like yeah. everyone knows that he sucks, right? Like that's not where obviously the point is that this is not how you behave. Right. Yeah. So I think that <clears throat> in that vein, I absolutely, because I'm not a total fucking stick in the mud. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to watch anything offensive ever. I like lots of stuff that's incredibly, extraordinarily offensive. But I think the trick is like, you know, is it, is it punching down or is it yeah. funny because it's genuinely funny? Like there is yeah. comedy. There is, there are things that are funny and then there are things that are just tired, hackneyed tropes that are just like women. They be shopping. Oh yeah. No, isn't that funny? And I'm like, that's, that's just no, on old. A, it, it's not even offensive. The most offensive part about it is that it's just a fucking hack <laughs> thing to do. It's so boring and hack. When that's we were why a, I find it offensive. When, not because uh, it's anti-woman or whatever. On, on True Lies, there was an actual line where he said, women can't live with them, can't kill them. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha. It's so funny. The, the leading cause of death in women is is because their domestic partners murder them. What a funny joke. It's so funny. You know? Like I, I laughed, okay? You don't think it was funny? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I didn't oh, laugh man. at that. But anyway, um, no, well said. I think that was a good discussion. And I think that there's yeah. a difference between like jokes like that are like, okay, Ty, what's the deal with airplane food? Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. We, it I've heard it. Thank you. But can you do something inventive with that? Can is there a new angle on that like if someone finds it then and it's funny then it's fucking funny you know i don't know but i just feel like there's some hackneyed tired tropes that are told in the same way that people are expecting a laugh out of it and it's like what a timeless joke and i'm like i don't know if it's timeless i think that's kind of not a funny joke and like i said it's not always because i'm like i'm so fucking offended or whatever it's not because i'm like you can't say that anymore it's just more like all right i'm bored Come up with something else. I really, I'm really enjoying this comic, and uh, yeah, well, I'm excited to wrap up this volume next week. Great job on the notes there, Aubrey. And now you're gonna say all the things. Just keep talking, keep going. All right, everybody. The dogs that, are gonna say was, it. 
The dogs will. The dogs will say it. Oh no, they're quiet now. <laughs> like, no, please don't disturb. Wouldn't oh, it be no. crazy? <laughs> Wouldn't it be nuts if they were all rrr, 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 rrr. <laughs> just from the background? <laughs> like they all started like doing something. That would be that would be amazing. Anyway. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, that was a fun discussion, you know. And I do kind of agree because, like, you know, when it comes to like characters like uh, Scott Pilgrim, like, it kind of like you know, you can enjoy them the, in the story, but you you know in real life you would not like those people. Oh yeah, sure. Like, Mike, like Michael Scott from The Office. And stuff oh like yeah, that, you know? intolerable in real life, but you're laughing at how fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cringy and um, stupid he is. Sure, I get that. I can, yeah. you know, I totally get that. I totally get it. And uh, we want to hear what you guys thought too. Send us a hey damn guys at bookclubmembercomics at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at bookclubmembercomics and on Twitter at bookclubmembers. As always, you can find all of our resources on our Podbean website, our Facebook about section, and our link trees on Instagram and Twitter. Um, as always, a special thank you to Paul from Guatahan for the listener feedback theme. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Thank you to Only Beast for the opening theme and the closing theme. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, and, you know, our logos from Ross Radke and uh, Matt Trackbine. Remember, you can get the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And when you're there, open it up and give us that five-star review. Every little bit helps. And if you like what you're hearing, uh, tell a friend. Have them join the book club. Do it. Next week, we are going to be finishing up this volume of Scott Pilgrim versus the World. It's going to be chapters 9 through 11. So you guys know what to do. Keep those omnibuses out. Keep those digital trades. And join us next week on Book Club Member Comics. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm a big old loaf of delicious garlic bread. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm probably lovely to say it. I'm so indefatigable. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's indefatigable. <sighs>